Welcome back, everyone, to the Mastering Agility podcast. This podcast aims to inspire you and others by bringing in the best in the business. Now, before introducing today's guest, a quick word on the Discord community that we're hosting related to this podcast that also aims to inspire and connect to other people. My goal, my personal goal, is to have about 400 people in that community by the end of the year. Note that this is a completely new thing. We only started doing this at the beginning of Q2 by heart of this year. So it's grown rapidly. If we reach that magic 400 number, we'll do another awesome giveaway. The only thing that you have to do to be part of that giveaway is to join the community. And the link is in the show notes. We're growing fast. So the chances that we get to that 400 is really big. Now, for today's guest and the topic, we'll be discussing in a light-hearted thing, humor in the workspace with Sanjeev NC. I think this is a very much underestimated topic. Humor can do so much when it comes to connection with people to make business less serious. And this dude has making has been making such awesome content, has been cracking me up. I just had to have him on the podcast. Looking forward to this episode. Sanjeev, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, Sandra, I'm good. How are you? I'm good too, especially on this topic. Uh, good lightweight topic for, for for once, talking about humor in the workspace. And that's where I found you on LinkedIn, always dropping these memes, uh, the good, funny stuff. I got to say, my usually people have rituals like meditation before they go to sleep or reading or avoiding screens in general. My routine before going to sleep is browse through 9gag, uh-huh. an app, a website uh, spe- specifically dedicated to memes. Uh, but you are the owner or the founder of supermeme.ai. Tell us more about that. Thanks. Uh, so supermeme.ai is an AI meme generator. And that sounds like, you know, okay, you know what? How can AI create memes? Like, does AI know how to be funny? But then what, uh, like, you know, it's three of us who started uh, this company. So me and there is uh, Nico, who's uh, not very far from you. He's also from Netherlands. And there's Ramshri, who's based out of Hyderabad, another city in India. So what you realize is, okay, there's a part of memes that are funny, that get shared a lot and, like, you know, go viral and everything. But there is an angle to memes that businesses want to leverage. Like businesses are looking to stand out in their marketing. And memes seem to be popular and people are using memes to come in to communicate ideas, talk about their product and all those things. So what you wanted to do was you want to enable marketing teams who want to use memes as part of their marketing. We want to enable them to create them because meme creation is not easy. There's a lot of steps involved. You need to know what template to use. You need to like you know think about the copy. We want to kind of democratize that entire process. And that's kind of the whole genesis of supermeme.ai. And that's perfect because you see these things popping up more and more. It used to be more on platforms like Facebook or just my friends sending memes like see what we've come up with. But it seems to be on LinkedIn becoming a trend as well. uh, Hashtag meme Monday and these kind Mm -hmm. of things, which I'm an avid fan of. Uh, But where do you feel that this comes from? What is the need to get more humor into the workspace? Okay, so a lot of time you uh, content gets saturated, right? So, which I think is happening to a lot of the uh, educational content, a lot of the like, you know, the motivational content or what we call the Gyanish content where people are trying to tell you something. And you don't want to read those. And that's kind of what used to like, you know, pop, be popular amongst LinkedIn where people will t- tell you that, you know, this is what I learned and these are, and it's still popular today. But the problem is 
you've seen enough of that and you need something else to stand out from the crowd. And humor, we all love humor. And that's something that all of us enjoy. We love reading comic strips. We love, like, you know, puns, jokes. And we, we like watching all these short, funny videos uh, on Twitter. So what hasn't happened so far is the kind of uh, this business side of things and humor coming together. We, we don't see a lot of that happening, which I think is picking up now. So we have a lot of people who are focused on business humor. Uh, like, you know, you have, for example, Dilbert is a great, uh, great example of how <laughs> when those two worlds come together, like, you know, uh, it, it can create very relatable humor. So I just need, I uh, just think we need more of that. And uh, humor is also a great vehicle to communicate. Right? I think that's where I'm coming from. Like, with, let's say I do a lot of these short videos on LinkedIn as well, where I try to make fun of office meetings. So for me, it's predominantly about pointing out the mistakes that people do. And like kind of holding a mirror to them. Like, you know, this is, this is kind of how you look. This is kind of how you sound when you say and do those things. And if it helps them remember and get out of those bad habits, I think that's that's kind of what I uh, consider a victory in terms of like for the things that I do. So I think humor is a great vehicle to communicate ideas and, and it helps stand out from the regular stuff that you see uh, on LinkedIn or any other social media platform for that matter. How did you get, speaking of those videos, because... I really enjoy those where you seem to be mimicking yourself and then mirroring. And uh, how did you get to that idea? Like, what's, what's the point that you figured? You know what I'm gonna do? This. <laughs> so, it, okay. To be honest, it started with me trying to make a serious video, like everyone else, right? So I, I got my phone, I put on a tripod, I got these AirPods because I need good quality, and then I started talking. I started talking about uh, note taking, like you know why it's important to have a proper note taking process. It's like a 10 minute video, I recorded that. Played it back and found that, you know, nobody's going to watch this. It's extremely boring and people don't need this right now. But then I had the setup already and that's kind of when I thought, okay, uh, obviously it didn't come to me from no, from out of nowhere. Uh, I was already seeing, like following people like Alexis Gay, Corporate Natalie, Corporate Ro, who are really good at the whole business humor part of it. So Alexis Gay is a stand-up comedian in uh, New York. So she does a lot of these startup slash Silicon Valley humor kind of videos. And I, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I really like those videos. So I thought, let me try something like that with what I know, which is product management. And personally, I am also struggling to understand what exactly product managers do and like, you know, what is our role like? So I kind of picked that as a topic and started talking about like, you know, product, what, what do product managers do in meetings? And I recorded that, edited it and put it out. And I'm, I'm grateful. And I was quite surprised to see the kind of engagement it got. And then I realized, you know what, this is something that people seem to like. So let me let me look for more things to make fun out of, and it is all all around me. Like you know, I could you get so many ideas once you start looking for them, and that's kind of how I started, like you know, creating those videos. You mentioned the the product manager stuff, and I was just scrolling through, and I see here the training a new project manager video, and it has almost fifteen thousand <laughs> likes, which is for LinkedIn standards, it's a lot. So let's pull it up. And let's listen to your video for the people who are um, tuning in uh, through audio. You can hear it. Uh, you can listen to it. Uh, nice. I've never seen one of my own videos with someone else. So this is going to be interesting. Well, there we go. So I have a, a, a little bit of a prime. Ajay. Ajay. Scrum. Scrum. Kanban. Can ban lean no no lean lean oh lean <laughs> lean lean so what's the difference between all of them okay so agile is a certification no no agile agile is a mindset it's a way to look at your project 
a way to look at your life. But your LinkedIn profile says Agile Certified Thought Leader. Yeah, it's also a certification. So is uh, Kanban also a certification? <laughs> no, Kanban is a, okay. It's a mindset. Sometimes, but Kanban is a methodology from the 1940s. Oh, so it's outdated. No. Next question. So what is this uh, Scrum? Is that also a methodology? No, no. That's a framework. Very different from methodology. How different? You know what? Let's just talk about lean. That's the most important part. Now lean. Lean focuses on eliminating waste. It eliminates any activity that wastes time, like this meeting. <laughs> Visibly leaves. <laughs> this stuff is golden, man. I, this is genius. Thank you, thank you so much, Sandra. And this is good because I was looking at you and kind of the reactions that, uh, like, you know, it's good because when you, for me, when I create, for example, this video, I did not expect it to do as well as it did because. Uh, so I did it for a conference, uh, so for this company called Jexo, and it is part of like you know me helping uh, with their content. So I, and then I, I obviously like posted it after the conference was done. And project management is not my primary role, right? But then I I know enough to kind of create content out of it. So then I realized, okay, you know what? These words and when I thought of project management, these were the words that were like confusing me. So I thought, let me just create a con something with that. So it is quite surprising to see what resonates and what doesn't. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for the kind of engagement I get. That's pretty cool. But how do you come up with these kind of ideas? What What is the trigger that you think, I'm going to go with this? <laughs> I think it's uh, because I am I'm kind of, uh, I usually do this at work, right? When you see something that is, like, for example, in this case, I was always confused, but you know, what are, what are these words? Like, you know, what are these Agile, Kanban, or what are these words? Because if you if you kind of go deep and read about them, the, the core principle isn't that complicated. Just that the labeling and the packaging is so complicated, it makes it look like, you know, there's something so complex that no one can understand. You need to go through multiple certifications to understand them. So I just wanted to kind of bring out what I went through when I got exposed to those terms uh, in, in obviously like had like your own version of the humor, right? So that's kind of how I came up with, okay, what happens when you join a new company and like, you know, an expert who probably uses these words in every meeting and for them it's second nature, but for someone new who's hearing it for the first time, how do they perceive them? So that's kind of like, you know, how I came up with this. And obviously it is quite funny and it's not as serious. Like, you know, okay, what is a mindset? What is a framework? What like they're, they're all kind of the same if you, if you think about it. And those are the kind of things that I want to call out saying that you're, you're probably paying too much attention to these words and these frameworks and this thing than the actual work. Like towards the end when like, you know, it says, okay, lean is about eliminating waste, which means that entire meeting is a waste because they're not talking about anything useful. They're talking about all the things that are the buzzwords in the industry. So those are the things that I want to call out. People tend to invest so much time in just having their opinion shared rather than, all right, let's see what issue we have and how yes. to fix that. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, because when you, when you, let's say, propose an idea, uh, you usually hear something like, you know, but then Agile, uh, like, you know, Agile doesn't recommend that. Or, you know, you, you hear something like, you know, but according to the lean principles, I mean, I, I don't know lean, so I'm just like making things up. According to like seven principles of lean, <laughs> there you lose the point of this whole thing, right? So lean or agile are tools designed to help you get the job done. If it gets in the way of getting the job done, then you're doing something completely wrong, which is kind of what I observe and what I want to bring out. What's the general response that you get? Like, is this something that people relate to? Do you see... Obviously, there is this movement going on about um, the, the certification overload. Like people are very proud of getting a mm -hmm. certificate, obviously, which they should be, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a bit of a step, but it's not like 
Scrum is a certification or Agile is a certification? Like, what's what's the general response that you get? I think for uh, this, I mean, from a video standpoint, this one, obviously, with the comments and the DMs, I, I kind of see that, okay, there is definitely an overdose of these terms. But again, I, like I said, project management is not my primary role. But then I have some thoughts on the certifications. Like, I used to work in IT service management, and we have ITIL, we have other, like, you know, COVID and all these uh, certifications there. And the general response is that, the certifications are obviously not like you know completely useful. They they provide they provide a, a framework and they provide like a way for you to think about things. But then you cannot hold on to that and try to apply force with that in every situation you face. At the end of the day, you are the expert when it comes to a problem in your company, and you know best how to solve it. It doesn't matter what the certification says. It doesn't matter what the book says or the framework says. So I again I don't know what the response right because all all the people who are who are engaging on it, including me, we still have a job to keep and we still have to do what. Our, our bosses tell us to do, but then just to just to have a way to voice out what you think, uh, even if you don't know if it's right or not, and to see people resonating with that is when you get validation. For me, a lot of times, I, I'm usually not very sure of what I think because I've not been working for that long. But then when you put something out and people respond to it saying, you know what, I relate with this. You know, I, I face this exact same thing. I'm, I'm going through this right now. That is when you get validation that, you know, this is actually a real problem. And like, at least I was right about this the whole time. One of the things that stood out to me is you're not just, these are comedy clips, right? This is, is It's comedy gold, uh, but you're not necessarily a comedian. And I think being a proper comedian is way harder than being, for instance, as you're, you're, uh, you, you're more on the product side of things. Mm-hmm. Right? You create this, this super meme.ai. Uh, if I scroll through your, your LinkedIn, it says office meeting talk, the TikTok videos as well and product. Uh, as you're doing a lot of other stuff than, than just this. Uh, yet I think that the most difficult thing is coming up with these ideas that actually resonate. They are something that's, that's proper comedy. How do you work with this? Is this something that you've been trained in? Is this just some God-given talent that you have? <laughs> no, I've definitely not been trained in this, but but that is something that I'm exploring on the site right now. So I, to be honest, until the first video that I posted, I did not realize that I could make videos. I mean, that's not me. Like, that's not something that I've ever experienced. That's not something that I've ever explored. Like, I've not done, like, you know, uh, theater. I've not done any of that. But then to see a lot of in the in the pandemic when I saw a lot of people recording and posting these videos, I just realized that you know what, it's not something that is completely out of reach. Like, you know, you can still do it. What I didn't expect is my ability to kind of mimic a lot of these situations, right? And and I don't think I wouldn't call myself like a great actor or comedian. All I'm trying to do is just recreate real situations. And uh, maybe I, I like writing humor. Like, you know, I, I always used to create memes. And even in my conference presentations where I talk about the things like ID service management, I still use memes. I still use humor. And I still try to get the audience to laugh. So that part has always been with me. But the actual comedy part is something I'm discovering, like, you know, as I, as I go through. So I am, like, now with all the response I'm getting, I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, that is a part that I should consider. Like, maybe try to see if I can get trained like, you know, to maybe, I don't know, uh, write uh, scripts uh, for a comedy show or uh, write uh, sketches. So all those things I want to learn to do properly. But right now I'm just like winging it. I've, I've not been trained for any of this. Do you get feedback on these as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, most of the feedback is through the comments and the, and the videos. But then 
what what make the little moments of happiness is when someone like you know at work or when you meet people at conferences or in business setting like you know people recognize you and they say you know, you're, you're the guy that posts videos on linkedin right i'm like yeah yeah that's me and like you know we really like your video it's very you know it, it resonates with a lot of what we do so th- those kind of feedback is uh, is kind of keeps me going now that you mentioned i don't i can't remember uh, like you know getting something uh, from an area of improvement standpoint or or critical feedback uh because i feel i don't i try to stay safe right i don't there's not a topic that i pick that is probably potentially offensive so i try to stay away from the, those areas but thankfully i have not heard anything uh, from a, like you know what you shouldn't have said that or you shouldn't have done that like that that line was not not good so i haven't heard anything like that uh, that's good so far but uh, yeah mostly people have been kind enough to say nice things oh cool cuz i know, for instance uh, what's um i couldn't think of the name It's a it's a stand up comedy club somewhere in the US I think they're coming from Boston but I I I forgot their name but what they do after a comedy show is they keep people in there mm-hmm. they do new stuff new material to ask for feedback yeah and I think it's one of the toughest things if you have to come up with these kind of feedback yourself on what to improve and how to make it more stick especially with this this comedy stuff that's so hard and how do you engage with your target audience how do you ensure that the next video is going to be another success no definitely because i have a lot of uh, uh, not a lot but a few friends who do stand up comedy and i kind of know the process they go through to test new material like you know they do a lot of these open mics uh, and then like also feedback and iterate it until they get to their actual show and uh, some, that's something that i've acknowledged i'll never be able to do so i'm not i'm not a very uh, comfortable live performer i'll not be able to get in front of a crowd and do this so that is a process that i'll not uh, be able to do So for me, the feedback usually comes from the the kind of videos that I put out. I kind of get it. So it's not like I create a video, send it to people, and get feedback. So my feedback is live. Like you know, when I post a video, if it doesn't get the reach that I expected to do, I kind of go back to the video to see if there is something in there. And uh, I also look for patterns. For example, with the training the new product project manager video, it's it's a broad topic, and I find that the broad topics get good engagement. For example, I have other videos that talk about every Zoom meeting. Uh, I have I have videos that talk about uh, every conference presentation. But these are all videos that did pretty well, and they're all broad. They they appeal to a larger set of audience, not just tech. So the the videos that I focus on tech, for example, there's a video that that is about every troubleshooting call ever. It's a very IT focused video. Uh, only people who work in support and IT will understand. That didn't do as well, and that's a, that's one of my favorite videos because I used to work in IT. I kind of know the pain. when someone calls you and gets you to like you know fix their laptop so i know the pain that you go through it did not do well uh, as much as i thought so my feedback is mostly from these kind of retrospective uh, uh, kind of re- retrospective so and i'm okay with that because i'm i am also not the kind of person uh, who's very comfortable in actively seeking feedback not because i don't respect it for me the joy comes from creating these and posting them so the engagement and the likes and the comments are more outcomes of the content but my happiest moment is when i record a video edit it add subtitles and i finally play it back for the first time that's where i find joy so for me the creative process ends there and after i post it what happens after that uh, is more of an outcome of that it could be good it could be bad and i'm i'm grateful so far like i said for all the engagement but then i'm okay with this because i'm not doing this full time this is not like you know my main gig so this is more i i do this because i want to not because like you know i, I depend on this so there is nothing that i do to actively seek feedback 
I think that's that's the power behind it as well because you're passionate about it just because you like it not necessarily because you have to there's yeah. I think there's nothing worse than, than forced comedy yeah this is just <laughs> you and that makes it so cool do you take those the the things that people mention out in comments and such do you take that into the platform of supermeme.ai as well uh no so they're kind of, i mean the supermeme.ai is still like you know early stages where it's such a new thing to explore we don't uh, know a lot of what we're trying to do so all we know in supermeme.ai is that we can teach ai to be funny and we can teach uh, ai to pick the right templates based on what the user wants that's kind of how much we've discovered so supermeme.ai will focuses purely on meme templates so it has nothing to do with like you know the videos kind of what i do so they're completely separate but then even i mean in my aspirational vision for supermeme.ai i wanted to kind of be the business humor platform and even i don't know what that means today but like imagine if ai can write like real scripts for you like imagine if ai can generate a comic uh, comic strip out of thin air for you and for your specific situation with with tools like dali which can generate images like it's not it's not impossible so that's kind of where we think supermeme.ai should evolve but it's obviously early stages so far so right now we work with memes and we we gather a lot of meme templates and we kind of uh, so our our uh, trick is in identifying the right meme template for you so when you go in there and type in let's say something like you know uh, agile is not a certification it's a mindset just randomly saying so it will figure out the right template to communicate that message and obviously it can be right can be wrong but we want to help people who are not familiar with meme creation so that's kind of where it comes in so that's that's the limit not limitation that's kind of what it's designed to do so far how far are you away from that because i feel i find that ai i i am by no means an expert in ai mm-hmm. i have very little knowledge in that so anything related to that i think is very interesting especially if you if this if a machine comes up with humor mm-hmm. how does that work it is i mean in fact i i used to be like you uh, before i started this i'm not a technical person i've never coded uh, i don't understand how any of these works but then thankfully to uh, people like ramshree and nico like who are kind enough to explain how how all of this works so with super meme i mean that's the part that i understand right so with super meme what we do is we give it examples we say okay you know this is how a meme text looks like this is kind of how it looks and for this situation uh, this is the meme that you that you generate so when you give it enough examples uh, ai can kind of take that as an input and generate similar funny text and i would say it does a decent job uh, i in fact use it when i want to create memes and i run out of ideas uh, i just go in there and type in what's on my mind it is it at least helps me kind of you know puts me in the right path like it definitely fast tracks the entire creation process like i've generated a lot of product manager memes using uh, supermeme.ai so it's, it's given me a lot of ideas the trick i think what we're still trying to figure out is how do you pick the right meme template which which i think is hard even for me right like i I've, i've created so many memes but then when i want to create a meme i'm struggling to see okay you know what template should i use so i go on image club i keep browsing the pages until i find the one that i like i think that's kind of where uh, we are the most value because without even knowing what meme to create you can come in and just like type in what's on your mind and it will pick the template write the copy put it together and generate a meme for you so when it comes to actually writing humor i feel like it's not as complicated as at least the the front part i'm sure that there is a complex algorithm happening behind the scenes which again i don't want to know but then it's not as <laughs> as complicated as i thought it would be oh that's a good thing now how soon do you see your aspirational vision actually coming to life 
this one like what this i talked about which... yeah uh, so this one what i talked about is possible today like you know you can you can go in there and try it out yourself obviously like for example i want to generate uh, original comics uh, like dilbert like comics with ai i don't know i don't even know if that's possible like i want to generate maybe like you know animated videos like real style videos again i don't know if it's possible but I, we want to keep it in the area of humor and help businesses leverage humor in their marketing and that's kind of been our uh, mission uh, like you know when we started as well because we 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 are very clear that we want this product to make money we don't want this to be like a hobby product that we just like find out and we want this to be useful we want to want it to be uh, so useful that people are ready to pay for it i think we are kind of you know moving in the direction we have few people paying for it but then it's not yet achieved that critical mass that we would uh, we would have hoped but we are definitely moving in the direction businesses are interested in this idea uh, but they are still not ready to probably adopt it mainstream so just start hang around until like you know businesses are ready for something like this and then i'm sure that you know uh, people will find a lot of use cases for this i think if if this actually this engine will ultimately work properly there's besides comedy besides memes and besides just the fun behind it there would be quite some things that you could use the, the ai machine for right yep how do you see that spiral spiraling down in the or spiraling up how do you see that continuing down the line uh at least again for me i have not thought about uh, much beyond humor right but again i see moving parts for example i see dali which is from open ai we use gpt3 it's from open so gpt3 is a text generator so when you give an input to gpt3 it will it will kind of you know it will read let's say three inputs and it will kind of give you a correlated output for example i say something like uh what what is this yeah so let's say agile is a mindset not a certification and then let's say for corresponding text i say something like you know when you want to be agile uh, you do a certification like i and i kind of repeat these things it will learn from it so for an input it will learn from my existing uh, uh, inputs and then give me something else now that is text based now with dali what it can do is let's say i write something like a uh, like a like a person on a horse carrying a sword that's what i write dali is smart enough to generate an image for that caption which means it it kind of understands what what i give it and then it generates an image now imagine these two together is very powerful where you could generate original meme templates like, you know original comic strips you could do a lot now and these are the two things that i already know of there are so many other things out there that i don't know about so yeah this stuff is insane and that makes me think about a post that shurt nyland um wrote a few weeks ago where he had ai create entire pieces of artwork and the the results were astounding it's so cool to see what these yeah. things can actually make and create it's actual art it's not just a random picture yes. with pixels here and there it's actual art it's yes. insane yes so yeah so I mean, where do we need where do we need painters for <laughs> i mean that's what you would think that again i i also strongly believe that even with ai uh, doing so it will take away the monotonous part for example like i i think about superhero.ai as a block remover for me right let's say i'm stuck somewhere like i'm i'm i mean like uh, i don't have to create memes for a living but there are people who have to like for example if you're uh, managing social media page for a company that already always posts memes you can't just come up with memes at will so you need something that's going to and that's kind of what copy.ai did with uh, marketers if you're a content writer and you need to come up with ideas you can go to copy.ai give it some input and you have something to start with which is kind of what how we think about superhero.ai as well but the surprising part is a lot of these memes are readily usable it, you don't have to go do any any sort of modification on them you can just like directly take them and put it 
and let's say something similar with the with the uh, dali as well right it will give you inspiration it will short circuit the creative process but i still feel like for real or for a lot of things you will need someone uh, you will need a real person kind of doing it but these will be good assistants and that's kind of how i look at ai they are always good assistants they can never fully take over what people do yeah cuz that's, that's something that popped to mind as well technology is putting more and more people out of business in general but now they if you have a fully automated ai that actually is able to create pinpoint perfect jokes puns humor then it's going to put out it has the possibility to put down the entire industry of comedians like no more joe rogan <laughs> no more fluffy no more I mean, you could. That's yeah, a I, I, worst case scenario. Yeah, true, true. That's like a Terminator-style scenario. But then I still feel like one A is far, but two, you still need someone to pick out the good ones from the bad ones. Like it can, it has the potential to turn out because we've worked with AI so much. It has the potential to, like you know, come up with so much junk content that you still need someone to look at it and keep tuning it. But again, a lot of us have been proven wrong, like you know, with the things that we've said. So you, you never know. I'm really curious to see what's gonna how that's gonna go down. What's gonna happen there? What's the best results you've had so far when it comes to these to the to the platform of uh, Super Me, uh, Super Meme AI? Uh, I think for me personally, I, because I uh, make a lot of memes on product managers, so all of the product managers memes, and it's also the inputs to this is something that I personally wrote. So a lot of the product manager memes uh, usually end up being pretty on point because I kind of. know what product managers go through it right? so the inputs are quite accurate so that one is something that's uh, usually turned out the best uh, for us from a meme standpoint but from a result standpoint i feel like people are generally curious about the idea so we get 50 people signing up every day and we have we, like, we spend zero dollars on marketing we with a side project for us so we don't have money to spend on it but we still get 50 people signing up every day like you know from product hunt from like you know uh, from social media from and, and some places we don't even know where but that is a very encouraging and uh, kind of successful for us because the idea seems to have taken off like what what happens after that is something we still have to figure out but getting 50 people uh, like you know signing up every day and then we are we are about like 12500 signups right now which is a great number and that's an unbelievable number for us given that we started with three of us about like six months back we have to we have to figure out a way to capitalize on that that's something that we are working on awesome The best meme that I've had, I've seen so far, at least the one that resonates with me so the most is um, where you had the 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 large container ship vessel whatever uh-huh. stuck yeah. in the Suez Canal, and LinkedIn went ballistic over that. Yeah, one. you saw yeah. all the mostly safe bashing kind of kind of memes mm-hmm. popping up, and they were super successful. Yeah. And The fun thing to see with those kind of things is people start responding to them and because of that they start clicking your profile connecting to you and then a lot of things can happen from based on those new connections. So it's not just the value in the humor itself, it's also about the connectivity and the people oh, yeah. relating to you and I think that's yeah, I mean, valuable as well. This conversation is happening because of that and a lot of my other conversations are happening because people found me through the video and then they saw that I'm also building a AI meme generator. So Humor, I think, has. Let's say if you are um, if you are posting content about project management and then like you know you are trying to teach something, if that reaches ten people, again, I don't, I'm not an expert, but I think if you post the same content and you try to infuse humor into it, and if, if it's genuinely funny and it's not like a forced humor, like you said, it can reach hundred people. So 
that's that's the kind of power humor has because you don't have a problem sharing a meme or a comic with a colleague you probably don't want to share something that's motivational or something that's educational because it's it's not you don't know someone like it you don't know like you know you will come across uh, something but then you don't have no problem sharing something funny and that's i think the power of sharing humor on platforms like linkedin because people want to share something funny and we're just like riding off on that and it seems to be working very well so far hey listen almost getting to the end uh where can people find your videos where can people find your memes uh i'm active on almost all social media so i'm sanjeev nc on linkedin twitter and instagram as well i also have a youtube channel uh sanjeev nc again uh where i've uploaded all my videos uh so yeah i can i can be found in all these platforms i'm active everywhere and uh, youtube is currently the easiest way to find all my videos in the same place everywhere else it's on social media so that's a good place to start i'm going to include them on in the show notes as well is that where can people find you specifically yes Not uh, just yeah. videos but more connected to you personally uh, twitter twitter is a great place for uh, directly messaging me and uh, linkedin as well so both these places i'm very active i also have a website sanjeevnc.com where i write uh, about like you know uh, product management uh, professional growth uh, productivity like pre- pretty much all the things that i i dabble with so that's also a great place to kind of uh, understand what i talk about and uh, the, the different things that i'm interested in awesome i'll put it all in the show notes where people can find your videos you. your personal stuff thank you very much for being here and i'm definitely looking forward to all the magic that you're going and going to come up with thank you so much sandra for having me most welcome and that's it for today's episode thank you very much for being with us thank you sanji for being our guest in this awesome episode really enjoyed it Hopefully, I'll see you guys in the Discord community if you're not already in there. And a reminder on the giveaway, if you reach the magic number of 400 by the end of this year. Of course, next year, we're going to do a way bigger number. But for now, the 400 is to me is magic. And I'm hoping that we'll get there by the end of the year. We'll be doing a giveaway. There's a lot of news in there. You can join our episodes and the podcast as being in the audience through the Discord community. So hopefully, I'll see you guys there. If not... Hope you guys tune in for the next episode of the Mastering Agility Podcast.